You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's going on, everybody? RJ Ochoa here from SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you're excited because the 2022 NFL Draft is about, what, nine days away from now? We have reached single digits. An exciting time. It's nine days away because today is Tuesday, April 19th, 2022. It's 5 p.m. Central Time in the Republic of Texas. And because it is 5 p.m. Central Time on a Tuesday, that means it is time for a Blog and the Boys Roundtable. Joining me tonight, competing for eternal glory by way of roundtable crowns. Uh, we have, first of all, in the 12 o'clock position, it is from bloggingtheboys.com, the Riled Up podcast on the Blog of the Boys podcast network, the one and only Tom Ryle over there at about 2.30, a little bit of a late lunch, kind of like I had today. It's what happens when you have a baby around the house. You hear him on Hidden Yardage on Monday on the Blog of the Boys podcast, uh, podcast network. You see his fantastic transcriptions all over the place on Twitter at the real Mark Lane. It is, of course, Lois his nephew mark lane mark great to be with you joining us down there about 4 30 where it gets dark uh up i guess in alaska a little bit close to where he is uh up in oregon where there's not maple syrup we've learned by way of these fantastic roundtables enjoying winning time he is and i learned that the second half of the final season of ozark is coming back soon uh because of him uh from last friday's edition of the star seminar it is the professor dan rogers aka danny phantom on twitter at danny phantom 24 joining us for the first time tonight you see him on the pages at bloggingtheboys.com one of our fantastic contributors at btb on twitter at brian martin nfl that's brian with an i brian thanks for joining our roundtable. we'll start with you how is your tuesday going uh busy i've been moving these past few weeks so still uh getting adjusted tom um if you had to rank the activities that a human being can experience, where does moving fall on that list for you? Oh, somewhere between a root canal and finding out that you've been fired from the job you really love. Um, the right. Is moving better or worse than the root canal? Like Just so we know what's like above it and below it. Uh, it's a little bit worse and just a tiny bit So better you'd rather have a root fired. canal than get fired, is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we all would. Okay, that's well said. Uh, Dan, uh, how was this week's episode of Winning Time? I haven't watched Sunday's episode, so bad question to ask me. I'm a little behind on that, but you are, everything uh, else has been fantastic, I will say. You are kind of a um, a late watcher of stuff. Uh, Dan also likes Survivor like I do, um, and you will wait a couple of days to watch stuff. You're a patient person. I'm just busy. I mean, you know, I try to just... I don't want to be interrupted, so I just kind of, you know, I do it on my own time. But, yeah, you definitely have to – you can't wait too long because there are people, you know, like you out there who could, uh, you know, tweet some stuff. So uh, so I, I don't wait too long. But, yeah, I haven't haven't seen it yet. And I've, I'm halfway through Better Call Saul. I, I fell asleep halfway through last night, first episode. Um, so don't tell me anything about that. 
Right on. Uh, Moinka, by the way, Dan, says that you are representing the Northwest. So I'm not exactly sure where Moinka's from, but uh, but the top left corner of, uh, of the old United States. Uh, Mark, Jose Christian, says it's nine days until Traylon Burke becomes a cowboy. I know that would make you happy, you and your Razorback fandom. Uh, Samuel Rowe, by the way, said that I was late. I was late. I was the last person to get here. Uh, but I've learned that you can blame a lot of things on the baby, and it was the baby's <laughs> fault, um, which is why I was late. Uh, Mark, I want to start with you. Uh, this was not on our rundown, uh, but we have a comment here from Diesel80, who says, why does no one on this podcast speak on the dysfunctional problems within the organization? Well, I, you know, Diesel, I don't think anybody has spoken about that this offseason. I think everything has been sunshine and rainbows. But Mark, today, uh, Stephen Jones appeared on 105.3 The Fan again. Nobody, uh, sorry, guys, this wasn't on the rundown. Uh, and he um, compared Dorrance Armstrong's production to Randy Gregory. Now, I know that Dan has a, a bit of a patient perspective on this. I did see him tweet about this, so I'm excited to kind of kick this around the bend. Uh, but, Mark, I start with you. Uh, Stephen Jones and the Cowboys kind of have to spin the fact that Randy Gregory is no longer on the team, obviously, remember the Denver Broncos, and, and said that when you look at the production, he's, he's kind of right there with Randy Gregory. Now, Stephen is correct in that Randy Gregory had six sacks last year and Dorrance Armstrong had five. But the comparison just about ends there. Mark, is this all spin? Is this kind of fair? Like, how do you feel about it? I think that this is completely spin because they have to sell you on the fact that they were only able to keep Dorrance Armstrong and that Randy Gregory got away right at the last moment. You know, kind of like when a Scooby-Doo villain gets unmasked. I would have got away with it for those meddling kids. It was kind of like that with Randy Gregory. He, he just got away. So they have to save face and say, well, we like where Dorrance Armstrong is headed and he's got high upside and it may be true, but to act like he's right there with Randy Gregory right now, I don't think that that's necessarily accurate. Even if he was a sack behind him, Gregory brought a presence in the locker room. He was one of the leaders. So you need Gre- uh, Armstrong to step up and be one of those leaders in the defensive line room. But, I mean, I, I've got it right here. I was actually working on the transcript right before. Of course uh, Steven said, quote, So, you know, there's the same thing with Dorrance Armstrong. We hated to lose Randy Gregory. We went down to the wire with him. At the same time, you look at production, you look at what Dorrance Armstrong has done, he's right there from a production standpoint with Randy, unquote. Brian, um, the reaction to this was, as people would expect, maybe not Diesel 80, but uh, at least everybody else, um, people were upset. <laughs> people were bothered. Um, do you think that this is something that Stephen has to carry this water? He has to go on the radio and he has to say this? Or do you think it would be wise to maybe verbalize it in a different way? I think he pretty much has to uh, get try to get everybody to drink the Kool-Aid, I guess. Gregor was a fan favorite, and losing him the way they did really hurt the fan base. Uh, they have to pick up the pieces somehow, and they're hoping Armstrong can do that. Tom, so I wrote about this at uh, blogontheboys.com, where everybody should visit all the time. In fact, just just make it your homepage um, so that you never miss out. Um, just refresh it a thousand times for no reason. You know, I just, you know, that would be cool. Uh, but Tom, uh, part of what I thought was actually stupid, I'll, I'll, I'll use that word, is that Steven is, is trying to now sell as Mark and Brian have posited, hey, you know what? We, you know, we got Dorrance Armstrong. All right, you know, 
we're 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 working out here. Okay, so my question is then why did you want to pay Randy to begin with? Why why were you so in on paying Randy Gregory? If if Dorrance Armstrong's really right there in production, why was that not your plan A all along, Tom? Well, I think it really comes back to the fact that I don't think I've ever heard Stephen Jones admit he made a mistake. And this is just his standard uh, avoidance of that thing. Uh, and so he resorts to trying to blow sunshine uh, into a part of our anatomy where it should never be. And I just, you know, I it just it's best just to say, Hey, you know, we really would have liked to have kept Randy Gregory. Uh, we've gone with, a, you know, a fallback plan. And we're going to try to make the best out of it. We've got the draft coming up, so we'll see what develops from that. But, no, he's got to make it sound like he's the smartest guy in the room. Dan, you are perhaps the most patient person in the room, as mentioned. Uh, one of our favorite qualities about you. Again, everybody can hear Dan and his everlasting patience on the Star Seminar every Friday with BTB legend Rabble Rouser. Johnny Boy RN says, Dan, this team makes themselves look like amateurs when they say things like this. It's embarrassing. Um, what do you got, Dan? Well, and remember, no. there are points at stake. Brian, I know you're new around here. There are winners for every round here on the roundtables uh, and then an overall winner, of course. Yeah, well, I know this isn't going to win any points, but I, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna enlighten you guys on on something about about Stephen Jones that you guys don't know, and that's he likes our guys. So, I know that's new to you, but I mean, of course, he's gonna say that. Um, honestly, I don't have any problems with it. I mean, we got to focus on right now. I don't think there's a huge gap between. I mean, Gregory is is a special talent, but. Armstrong's a fine player. And when you look at the money that they're making, you know, I don't have any problems at all us going Armstrong over um, Gregory, but I mean, I, I, you have to, you have to say things. You would you rather him be more like Jerry? Like, Oh, you know, I wish we would have had him. You know, I should have yes. paid more. I think we would we, all rather hear that today. Yes. You would, you, you, you want to hear well, that? You want, I think there, you know, not to cut you off, Dan, but a uh, friend of blogging the boys, John owning, I thought had a great tweet about this. Uh, we all love John, his work. We it's featured all over the you know, pages of blogging the He tweeted that, you know, there are a million things he could have said that would be better. Something like, Hey, you know, we hated to lose Randy, but you know what? Dorrance is younger. Dorrance hasn't had as many opportunities as of late as Randy. We hope that that happens. We hope. And I saw, you, you know, you've even written about this before, Dan, maybe relative to what they are being paid, there will be a larger return on investment when it comes to Dorrance Armstrong, as opposed to Randy. That's not saying Randy will suck as a player, but it's a lot more difficult to live up to that contract than it is for Dorrance to live up to this one. So I think those are things he could have said again, like the hypocrisy with what he said is very blatantly obvious, which is why people like Johnny Boy RN feel the way they do. Yeah. Well, I mean, Steven, Steven, I mean, I guess if it, to expect him to, to, to give us a Jason Garrett answer is, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say about that. He, he's Stephen Jones. That's that is what he's going to say. He's going to be he's going to keep saying things like that. I mean, you can let it bother you. You can you know, get mad. Or, but it's you know, it's I don't know. To me, it's it's a non-issue. Uh, OK, well, the time has come to award the winner for round one of today's roundtable. Brian, again, I know you're new around here, so it's very simple. I am the. Um, you know, the judge, the jury, and the executioner. It's not a role that I enjoy. It's just a role that I've, you know, nobody you, else you wanted. Nobody else you, fell on this grenade. You enjoy um, it. So I'm, I'm willing to do it. Um, round one 
goes to Mark. Uh, a lot of the fact was that he had the transcription ready and available. Everybody, come on, hustle as hard as Mark, please. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I thought Mark hit the nail on the head. It's spin, baby. That's all the Cowboys are doing. I mean, there's a reason that Stephen Jones went on the radio today, and it was to get this spin ahead out before the pre-draft press conference, which will happen next week. Uh, Mark, do you anticipate a little bit more spin, or do you think that next time we hear from the Cowboys, they'll be starting to look forward towards the draft? More spin because on Friday he's going back on the fan. Look at that. So, Look, that's why he um, wins round one, people. But no, I got I to gotta do better, you know, in terms of uh, just hustle and everything. I would actually compare you to if Tony Reale had the Infinity Gauntlet. That's actually what RJ's like. Uh, Mark, as our round winner, you get to choose the topic that we hit next. I slacked all of you the topic list for today. So, Brian, that's the rule. Whoever wins the round gets to choose what's next. Uh, Mark, what direction would you like to go in? I'm intrigued by this topic. What offers the most room for surprise? So, uh, as I type this up, I did not have this ready. Like I said, the baby made me late. Uh, the 2022 NFL draft begins nine days from now. The Dallas Cowboys hold the 24th overall pick, the 56th overall pick, the 88th overall pick. They have three selections inside of the top 100. Um, it's pretty chalk, I think, or it's going to be pretty chalk when the Cowboys take a guard and take a wide receiver and take a tight end. That's probably the combination of picks that we can come to expect. Maybe you throw an edge rusher in there. They're going to take three of those four position groups in their first three picks. So, what can happen that would be a surprise from a realistic and a practical perspective? Mark, this is your question, so you can answer it first if you'd like, or you can choose who you want to take it first. No, I want the, the shot. Look at that. Okay. All um, right. I, I, like I think, I, you know what? I think running back, I think that would be a surprise because people are looking at, well, they got Ezekiel Elliott and they got Tony Pollard. So then if they use a fifth round pick, I'd say even a fourth round pick. On running back, they might be like, oh, what are they doing? Well, I guess that means Pollard's out of here. And so they found the Joseph Randall to Tony Pollard's DeMarco Murray. So I think running back. Okay. You think that could happen realistically with a first, second, or third round selection? Because I think we oh, all think first, they'll take Oh, one. no, no, no. First, second, or third. Yeah, I'm going to say running back with the third. Okay. All right. Um, Tom, what offers the most room for surprise with the draft single digit days away now i would say if they went safety early in the first second or third again we're talking here not not that these are bad answers you know but things that are practical things that are within the realm of possibility so you know i don't want to hear like they trade for you know whatever i mean let's let's, you know keep it real but go ahead tom yeah i would there's there's some high quality safeties that that should be available to them early and just i don't think they ever would want to do that it would really surprise me if they went and used it there something that could could really help shore up the secondary even more uh to me that would be a big surprise with the second thing being if they went tight end early because this is a not a good tight end class you want to save your day three picks to try to do that interesting tom um yesterday uh mel kuyper wrote about uh, different projections for throughout the entire draft and noted that Trey McBride, the Colorado State tight end, um, it, who, by the way, Connor Livesey had on Talk on the Draft, a different show you can listen to on the Blog of the Boys podcast network, uh, that if you want him, he's he's going to go somewhere in the first two rounds. Cowboys obviously have a need. You could very easily see that being the case, uh, but not according to Tom, who hates all the tight ends in this class, apparently. Brian, what offers the most room for surprise from a realistic perspective concerning the Cowboys right now? I'm going to have to go defensive tackle. Um, oh, yeah. All about uh, maximizing Michael Barson's potential. 
get him a big body in front of him and let him do his thing with a uh, room to run. Uh, maybe someone like Travis Jones in a small trade down scenario in the end of the first or uh, Perry and Winfrey in the second. Um, I think that would be a big surprise. They haven't drafted a defensive tackle uh, early since, what was it, 1991 and first round Russell Maryland? Number one overall pick. That's right. I think everybody's head when you first said defensive tackle runs to Jordan Davis, obviously, because that's the the sexy Vogue name to know at the position right now. Um, and I think like him specifically, like we sit here all the time, all of us, and we say like, what could the Cowboys do to provide some juice to this offseason? Because it's been it's been dry. I mean, it's the SpongeBob meme where he's like, you know, completely and totally parched. Um, but like landing that and doing something to your point, Brian, that they haven't done in 30 years would be that like, whoa, they are changing. They are different. They are thinking differently. Whoa, this is awesome. This is fun. Um, have an early clubhouse leader for a round two winner. Dan, if you want to go, you can, although I don't really see a point. Uh, what offers the most room for surprise? Well, you're right. I mean, because those were all great answers. Um, I, I think all of those could be any of those positions. Um, you know, in the first couple of days would be a surprise, especially with, you know, as many bodies as they have a defensive tackle uh, to, to go out and grab another, especially if they spend like a round two pick, that that would be a surprise. But I'm going to go a different direction than all y'all. I'm going to go, I'm going to say, I, I think, I know the Cowboys love this draft class and they love that group. That's they, I, I, what I expect to happen. And I don't, I don't know how it's going to happen exactly, but I think that they're going to be doing some, some weird trading, whether we're looking about getting back and then maybe going forward from the third or, or maybe trading some of next year's draft capital. Uh, but I think that they really, if you look at their pre-draft visitors, there's just a lot of players grouped into that like 20 to 50 range. It's like, you know, you only got one pick in that spot. So, so to me, I think the Cowboys are going to do some weird trading to position themselves for a, for a player they like. It's interesting. Perhaps that would be their all-in move, right? Like we've been waiting to kind of see them do or exemplify something that suggests that they believe that the time is now. Um, I like that. I like that, Dan. I don't like it as much as Brian's. Uh, again, a bit of a spoiler as far as who's going to win this round. But, uh, Tom, I'm going to throw Alex's point to you. Alex Storm says, The surprise to me is if Jerry doesn't pick a wide receiver instead of a trenches player. All signs are pointing to another splash player instead of building for the long haul. I'm going to amend Alex's point a little bit, Tom. Um, we all think. I mean, I, I said right now, the Cowboys are walking away from the top 100 picks with a wide receiver. What if they don't? What if they don't draft a wide receiver? What if they're fully committed to CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup getting healthy and Simi Fajoko taking a step and James Washington and Noah Brown, who they brought back, and some sort of cast-off free agent, obviously undrafted free agency. They've had a lot of success there at the wide receiver position specifically. Um, would you be surprised? Would you be upset? Would you be bummed? How would you feel if they don't draft a wide receiver in the top 100? Well, I think they've got enough other needs that you can build a justifiable case how they could spend their draft picks smarter in the first three rounds without you know picking up some extras like dan was talking about doing so that would not bum me out because i think there's still some decent options they can get in the fourth and fifth rounds and let's be honest they do i think they do like their own guys a bit better than a lot of us do when we look at what the current wide receiver room is shaped like Interesting. Um, okay, well, uh, well said, all of you. A fantastically debated round, but the round two winner, Brian, your first W on the board on the round table. We have a tie so far for today's lead. Mark has a point. Brian has a point. Just 
to be clear, no points for Tom, no points for Dan. I just read the standings as they lie. There's no fun or joy that comes out of that whatsoever. Uh, Brian, we went over the subject list uh, a little while ago. What do you want to explore next? Oh, I don't know. Uh, you're the moderator. I'll let you choose. You know what? That is very kind of you, um, even though you earned this. But um, I'm going to go ahead and go with the question that I posited, uh, and I'll take a moment to get it typed up. But, Brian, I'll ask you first. And, again, this is your ride to answer first, or you can go somewhere else if you want. Be strategic. Is this the least that we have felt like we have known about the Cowboys entering a draft in recent memory? And by that, I mean we understand that they need a guard. We understand that they need a wide receiver. We understand they need help at the edge rush position. We understand they need depth at linebacker and potentially even cornerback now. Obviously, that's a delicate situation and a tragic situation. But um, we we still don't really kind of know. Like by now, it's really been telegraphed, you know, normally who they want, specifically who they want. Um, so do you feel like that is the case? Maybe I'm making that up in my own mind. How do you feel? That's a good question. I'm a bit Thank torn. Um, with all that, we all know they need a lot of depth at almost every position except quarterback. So there's, but there's still a lot of unknown about this team. Um, even down to uh, Kellen Moore, we still don't really know what his identity is as a play caller. So um, yeah, there's the Cowboys are a real mystery right now, um, heading to the draft and which direction they can go. Mark. Do you agree that we normally know a little bit more, that we, we normally have more tea leaves to read in between? Yeah, I think relative to the fact it's a first-round pick that's on the line, they should know a little more. But it reminds me of 2019 when they didn't. So what was Dallas going to do at when in the second round? Who was going to be there? I think this has some of the same ambiguity relative to a first-round pick I think 2013 with uh, Sharif Floyd, and then, oh, they trade back, get Travis Frederick. Oh, 2012 could also be a surprise because Michael Brockers was mocked to them and everything, and then Morris Claiborne, you know. So um, th those are the ones that I would compare this to. It's not been that long ago. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Well, it feels like long ago. I mean, 
you know, in my head at least. Uh, Mark, I do want to say that Alex Storm says that you get a bonus point for calling the crypto thing last week on the roundtable because the Cowboys had announced that they were going to make their major business announcement um, two days from again, last week's roundtable. Uh, we all guessed what we thought it would be. You rightfully guessed uh, an announcement with some sort of cryptocurrency company. Um, so blockchain.com and the Dallas Cowboys have a, a world-renowned partnership. So congratulations, Mark. You don't really get a point. Um, but if you feel better about it, I mean, by all means. It's a who's line point. That's true. Uh, they don't matter. Really, these other points do matter, just to be very clear. Dan, um, you are somebody who I think is very astute at tracking the interests of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the Blog and the Boys archives are littered with deciphered draft boards. Blog and the Boys has literally uh, broken down multiple Dallas Cowboys draft boards in history. And Dan, you're always so great at going back and, and recounting those and assessing what kind of grades the Cowboys had on players and whatnot. So from that perspective, are you surprised by the kind of lack of definitive knowledge that we seem to have about this team at this particular point so close to the draft? Well, first off, you know, thank you, RJ, for the kind words. You know, appreciate that. Um, no points on the board yet, Dan. So you got to work pretty hard. Just, just you, know. I, I, you know, I don't play for points. Um, so, I, I, I kind of feel like we know enough. I mean, the Cowboys. One thing I will credit those guys with is that they're pretty good about like holding true with their with the best player available thing. They will they will zag when when you know a CD falls to them, and they will. They, so, I mean, they may have a plan, but then the, the, the layout may change their plans. So there, so there's still a lot of mystery you know, to me. But, I mean, I still feel like I think we know it's going to be a wide receiver or a guard in round one. I, I bet a lot of shroot bucks on that. Um, after that, it gets a little bit, you know, I mean, who knows? Is somebody going to fall to them at 56 or, or are they going to, you know, take one of their chances again? So there's... I think it's, I, I would say it's typical. I don't think it's any more or less. I feel comfortable with what I know. I expect some surprises. You know, I'm excited about the surprises, but I think for the most part, we have a, a, a pretty good idea. You know, the fact that they stick a lot with their um, their draft visits, you know, gives us something. So I would say it's just, it's normal. Tom, um, I mentioned the archives of Blog and the Boys. They're also littered with articles from you talking about how much the Cowboys tend to blab. That's one of your favorite words. You love to talk about and write about, uh, almost from like a dissertation perspective, uh, how loose the Cowboys are with their lips. Uh, so Johnny Boy RN says, I think we know more about this team going into the draft in a long time. They have so many obvious needs they're trying to fill. And this is where I kind of agree with Dan, but I agree with myself as well, in that normally they have blabbed their intentions, Tom. What we know right now is just obvious. It's the superficial level. How could you not be interested in a guard? How could you not be interested in a wide receiver? Yes, there's the 30 visits that Dan mentioned, obviously. But, I mean, everything that is known now is is like screaming. It's a red blinking light, which isn't always the case with them, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, and part of it is the fact that this year's draft has so few elite players there's a lot of doubt of just about how the draft is going to shake out before the Cowboys would even go on the clock at 24. And there could be some massive surprise still there that they just can't pass up. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit at a loss both because of that and because the Cowboys have not signaled. It looked like they were signaling early on about it going for a, a guard 
But that seems to have died down. And I think they are having a lot of uncertainty about what they're going to be looking at when they get close to going on the clock. So that's why there might be a trade coming. It's just just really hard to figure out. Okay. Well, you've all spoken. Uh, Does anybody want to offer anything else before we give the round three point? Um, We're getting, you know, deeper into this thing. So points are precious. That's all I'll say. Tom, that is a nice mug with a T on it, by the way. So good for you. It was Um, a gift. I mean, yeah, if you bought that for yourself, that's a little bit of narcissism, right? Like buying a mug with like your own letter on it. It has to be a gift. Um, Okay, so anybody have any final thoughts before we award this point? All right. uh, The winner for round three on today's roundtable goes to Dan. I thought it was a great point to bring up the 30 visits. That is literally the set of clues that the Cowboys have handed us, uh, more so than anything else. It's certainly more so than Steven's appearance today on 105.3 The Fan, although maybe to Mark's point, he will offer a little bit more later on this week. Um, Hey, I knew knew Dan was going to get it when he said he didn't play for the points. Well, you know, I mean... Hey, don't tell my secrets, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, so the round three winner, uh, of course, is Danny Phantom. So Mark has a point. Brian has a point. Danny has a point. Tom just... Just stating facts again. Uh, so, Dan, uh, there's one more question left on the rundown. Whatever comes up naturally, organically, that I make up in my mind as we move along yet is yet to be determined. Um, I have amended the point that you all saw in the Slack channel. So, uh, And it's appropriate that we ask this this week, of course, because last week, Tom, you and Roy White had Jeff Cavanaugh on uh, from everywhere. Jeff is doing stuff, podcasts and videos all over the place. Everybody go check out his YouTube channel. Uh, and at the very end of your conversation, you asked him to make some guarantees about the upcoming draft for the Dallas Cowboys. So in the spirit of that, I'm going to ask each of you this. Dan, again, your question, you can pass it off if you'd like. What guarantees are we willing to make about the Cowboys right now, nine days away from the draft beginning? Well, other than what I said earlier with, I think the first round is going to be wide receiver guard. I mean, I think that's the... That's no, 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 that's-, that's too wide of a guarantee. Like a guarantee has got to be a laser focus, you know, boom sort of thing. You can't cast a net for a guarantee. Well, I said other than that. Mm, that's not a real thing, though. So, um, you want me to guarantee? You want me to guarantee a player, a position? I I'll give you as wide of a parameter as a position. That's as as wide as I'm willing to allow. But if you're throwing out multiple positions, I mean, you can just give the point back and, and walk away now, because that's that's not the spirit of this game. Oh, oh, you know, I'm gonna say what. what Kevin, by the way, offers, so nobody can take this answer. My guarantee is we will make a trade in the draft. So, you know, that's gone. Sorry, Tom. Yeah. Maybe the T on your mug, Tom, stands for trade. We're going to draft a starting caliber wide receiver. I guarantee that. Okay. All right. Uh, Who would you like to make a guarantee next? Johnny Boy RN, by the way, says I guarantee that they draft a kicker. So that is off the board now for anybody to say. Dan, pick somebody else. Call them out. Drag them. Uh, let's let's get Tom's answer over with. Tom, make a guarantee. I guarantee they're going to pick up a cornerback somewhere as insurance. Oh, Tom, this is such a lame guarantee. I mean, I guarantee they draft a football player. That's what you just said. I mean, okay. hey, I, no, uh, I want RJ to go next. Okay, I guarantee that they do not draft any of the small school prospects. Like, we, we can fall in love with all these different names. Jalen Tolbert is a name that a lot of people have talked about in the second round. Not going to happen. 
It's just not. They well, will not do it. They have tendencies, draft commandments. You had BTB alum Katie Drummond on the Star Seminar, Danny. I mean, they will not do it. They will not. If you have a small school prospect that you like, you can kiss it goodbye. We're talking Power Five, baby. That's where the Cowboys like to shop. Look at that, right off the top of, of this way head. To, way to go out, out on a limb there, RJ. You know, I'm uh all I'm saying is you're fighting for the win here, Dan. So let's be careful. You know what I mean? Just, uh, Brian, let's show these people how to make a guarantee. Uh, oh, I believe Blue 365 offers we draft college teammates. Mark, you can correct me. It was the 2018 draft when they drafted Joe and Michael Jackson from Miami, I believe. 19. 19. Thank you very much. Both fifth round picks. Uh, they were college teammates, both Miami Hurricanes. Uh, so that is off the board for anybody. I like that prediction. I believe Blue 365, Mike, at this point, unless you say something better, Brian. Um, I'm going to guarantee they draft a player from Georgia. I mean, there's Ooh. so many good ones to pick from. Um, from Jordan Davis, Devontae Wyatt, um, one of my favorites, Quay Walker. Um, there's just so many. I think Dallas – if they go teammates, that's a good school to go from. I like that. Uh, are you willing? If I am, I can I add something? Are you willing to say a defensive player from Georgia? Willing to isolate it that much, or you want to widen the parameters a little bit yourself? No, I'll stick with the defensive side. Of okay, the I like this. Look, yeah. Brian is not afraid of a challenge. Everybody be inspired. Um, Tom had the lamest one. Mark, uh, what guarantees are you willing to make? Can I elaborate on the trade one? or? Of course just... you can, Mark. Uh, okay. Just so you know, to set you up, Mark, uh, Moinka says, I guarantee that they trade one or more of their fifth-round picks move up to the third. They have four fifth-rounders, but go ahead, Mark. Oh, yeah, definitely when you see a preponderance of picks in day three like that, I mean, those are packages. That's just one of the rules. Um, I think that they will package a deal with the and trade to number 21 overall with the New England Patriots to ensure that they get uh, Kenyon Green. That's my guarantee. What makes you feel so confident about all the specific details of this, Mark? I'm so curious. Because when you look at the Jimmy Johnson trade value chart, which is kind of like a, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just a guide, uh, Dallas can take a first and a third and then go and get Kenyon Green and ensure that their guard that they've targeted doesn't go to anybody else. If, oh. if it's too risky, if they could jump to 19, no, it's 15, I believe. No, it's 19. They could jump to 19, but it would take a first and a second in order to do that. And I don't think they'll go Mo Claiborne, but I, I think they'll trade like they did, honestly, with – the Patriots in 2010 and they got Des Bryant out of it last so time they I had the, the 24th overall pick right so I think that the Patriots are gonna be a trade partner for Dallas and they get Kenyon Green out of well it. they did not consummate the Lyle Collins trade that was something that we all kind of thought may or may not happen over the course of this offseason I like where your head is at Mark all right now Mark has the lead does anybody want to make a more bold guarantee before the the you know tabulation group goes and calculates the results dan you have your finger raised yeah so first off i want to say i i sure hope that doesn't happen because i think that would just be a terrible move for the cowboys to spend two premium draft picks to get a player that they can probably get at 24 and if they miss out on him there's zion there so i'm i would hate for them to do that um 
I'll, but I'll, I want to say this too. I think, I think building on this picks thing, I think the Cowboys are going to end up with more than nine draft picks. I think they're going to, they, they love this draft class and I expect them to do some trading and they will pick more than nine players. So you're basically guaranteeing a trade back from in the first, which is where I would have leaned if you hadn't stolen it out from under me. What do you mean stolen it out, Tom? Five people have gone since you had the chance to go, including the commenters. I mean, who stole? Yeah, and, I, and after you told me that, after you told me I couldn't use trade back, then you said, Mark, you can go talk about trading. You know, <laughs> I like that. My dog is barking. So, um, Dan, keep expanding. So, yes, uh, I will say maybe yeah, trade back's part of it, but I also think too, I they could trade some of next year's draft capital. That's I just see them just when they get to that top part of the draft, they want more. I see them wanting more. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think more picks, you know, they could package to get better players too, but I just think they're going to really have a tough time um, picking when they get in that group because there's going to be a lot of players they love. Um, my wife distracted Bear with a bag of chips, just so everybody is aware it worked. Um, so congratulations to him. He's the real winner of this round. Uh, but the not-so-real winner, Mark, uh, big win there. I love the sequence with New England, uh, kind of throwing it back to 2010. I think it would be poetic if it was for a wide receiver, just because of the commonality there. Um, so that'd be fun, but it would be great for King and Green. You mean, you know. you mean a starting caliber wide receiver? You know, then uh, if multiple, if everybody can be right, if everybody can get points, that's what I'm, I want. But you know, asking, that's, that's not the type of ship this is. All right. You know, so uh, back to starboard. All right. So uh, the score at this point, Mark has two. Brian has one. Dan has two. But lucky for you guys, we have a bonus fifth question that is worth 100 points. So whoever gets this question right wins the round table. Tom, are you ready? Because you have to go first. Sure. Why not? All right, it's a bit of an ambiguous question, kind of an essay question, if you will. Not that anything else was like multiple choice or anything like that. Um, but, Tom, we like to get introspective here on the roundtable. I think you would agree. So, in that spirit, what are you surprised that you think this close to the draft? That could be anything. That could be something you've changed your mind on, something that you have come to think, you know, that you obviously never would have thought before, but something that you're like, man, I can't believe I think this, either in a positive way, like they've set themselves up great here, or in a negative way, like, man, I really would have thought that they would have done or, you know, acknowledged or whatever this by this point in time. But we are not quite in the 11th hour, but we're very, very, very close. So, Tom Ryle, what are you surprised that you think this close to the draft? By the way, Ethan says, I love this show. We love you too, Ethan. I just think that it's going to be that the Cowboys are going to surprise us. There's going to be something that's going to come out of the. This blue. is a prediction, not a thought. This is a prediction. Yeah, I, I believe. I, I that is, this so is, you're surprised this, that you believe this is what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, okay. That, all right. That, that, you know, that's I'm, I'm tying things up. All right. That I that I I'm thinking that they're going to make a pick in the first couple of days, and we're going to sit there going like, I did not see that coming. And I, I really am believing that because I've, I haven't felt that nearly as much uh, the past few years. But this year, I just think something's going to come along and gobsmack us. What was the last thing that gobsmacked you? Uh, I'd, I'd have to say Taco Charlton. I, that was a little pretty. I would say Jalen Smith was the last. If we're talking gobsmacked, that was a, yeah. a gobsmack sort of thing. J- Jalen 
kind of just fit with their thing, though, about going after those injured players in the mm. second round. So, uh, you know, that's and I, I hope I don't know. You know, we could see something along those lines. But like I said, I just I just feel like there's going to be at some point by the end of the Friday picks that we're going to be going like, what right. did we just see? Brian, what are you surprised that you think this close to the draft? Well, this kind of goes back to the Dorrance Armstrong uh, trying to drink the Kool-Aid. I was wondering, I've been thinking, um, you know, those second round picks, they like to target those injury players. So I was, I've been wondering about uh, David Ojabo from Michigan. Right. That would surprise me if they're targeting him. Maybe they're building up Armstrong to completely, you know, smokescreen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's what I've been thinking here lately. Mark, you're next, uh, but a couple from the comment section. Johnny Boy RN says, I'm surprised that, they, that I think they will reach in the draft because of their needs. So kind of along the lines with your, you know, uh, prediction that they will trade up. Mm -hmm. uh, Mark says, I think someone big will fall to us. And then we got to decide if we want the splash pick or need pick. Uh, King Shadow 24, um, the Royal Court of Shadows. I'm surprised that nobody has a consensus pick for the Cowboys at this point. None of this, Zion Johnson or Kenyon Green, nobody knows who they're going to pick between the two if they're there. That's kind of what we talked about. Like generally by now, the mock drafts are all kind of hovering and encircling one player uh, or two players. But right now they're, they're different positions. You know, like the latest, you know, you know, mocks from ESPN, for example, are all, you know, pass rushers uh but we're sitting here thinking it's going to be a guard or a wide receiver so uh mark i put it to you what are you surprised that you think this close to the draft i almost even don't want to say it just because i don't want to you know for a cowboys fan's sake put negativity in the air oh no i'm super excited to hear this that they do a taco charlton thing that they i you know and i know that that's with what Tom said, but it just it just feels like the dysfunction of the off season is has gotten into the draft war room and they're going to there's gonna be an obvious pick and it's like that's the guy, that's the guy, and then oh it's the scheme fit. Ah, scheme yeah. fit. And and that's what it feels like. And though I probably shouldn't throw support, they they haven't really whiffed in a while and you just start wondering when the the numbers is going to catch up. Yeah, look at the whiff, for example. Claiborne 12. We'll, we'll agree that uh, Taco was a whiff in um, 17, right? We're not going to say Zeke was a whiff. Um, well, that's a that's a more existential argument, whether that was a whiff or not. That's what I'm saying. Not. They're right, due but, for a whiff. I, right. that's what I think. I, was Leighton a whiff? I mean, Leighton's a year after Taco. Was he a whiff? No. no, they're due for it. They didn't even pick up his fifth-year option. How's he not a whiff? I mean, because, his his, because he got a Pro Bowl in his rookie season, and then, you know, he just – but, I mean, Taco was nothing, you know? And that's what I mean was Morris Claiborne, he was held back because of injuries and, and availability issues. Same thing with Taco Charlton. And, uh, yeah, it just feels like they're, they're due for a whiff. I think if you'll allow me to extrapolate on your own sort of – point here mark it feels like they've been building this sunday right like th this off season sunday of misery and they're just due for the cherry on top right like like that's we need we need like a face 
for the off season, you know, because right now it's just kind of absent. It's it's just kind of this this just you know void of discomfort and unsettledness and whatever. Uh, Kevin says I think they don't have a good plan this draft, despite the fact that Mike McCarthy is apparently more focused on the draft than he's ever been uh, throughout his NFL career. Um, so, uh, Mark, just so you know, uh, Johnny Boy RN says that you made him nauseous. How does that make you That's feel? That's what I'm saying. I, I, I you know. I I probably should have just made one up and not put that negativity out there and just uh, let let it be Tom's. But so I everybody look, knows that's what I, that's what's what I sense is that, like you said, RJ, there's going to be a face to um, this offseason. Ethan says LVE has to be a whiff. So on like just to pause here, I who show of hands who think or, or I think he's a whiff. You know, Tom, do you think he's a whiff? Nope. Because he did mm. come through, I don't see him. He's so you, he's, you, uh, he's not a great pick, but he wasn't a complete whip the way that Taco was. Brian, do you agree with me, or are you wrong? Um, I can see both sides of the argument. If he had stayed healthy, he wouldn't have been whiff. But but he didn't. I mean, that's yeah, the thing. That, like, he, I mean, that's that was his thing. That was part of his his analysis, like leading exactly. up to the draft, and they knew that he was injury prone coming into the draft, and then he proven to be that way once he reached um when when he joined the cowboys so yeah i probably have to say he's a whiff congratulations to brian ahead of time just putting that out there for everybody to know um dan do you want to address the lve thing uh or get straight to your uh surprise so we have brian ethan and i ethan's also you know in the running for some points here tonight um agree that layton was a whiff um Alex says LVE hasn't been the same since his neck issue showed itself. Again, a predictable sort of thing. As horrible as that is, it, it was just the case. Uh, Dan, your thoughts? So do I, do I believe that all pro Layden Van Der Esch. That's so unfair to say. That's like that's no, a I'm, microscopic amount of who he is had been as a player. And they okay. had to draft Micah because of who he is as a player. Okay, that's fair. Let's forget the good stuff. Let's, uh, <laughs> do, do I – you know, yeah. I would say that it would be consider it would be worth considering that maybe we could you know this time last year, but he put together a solid. I mean, I, I guess it depends on what you expect out of every draft pick, and I think this kind of paints a picture of how we kind of just expect too much because you, based on these guidelines, there's a lot of whiffs that happen. NFL, I mean, teams are just whiffing left and right. Sure, if, because they got four years out of them. You know, he they got they extended them, so he's he's got another year of playing. So I mean, I would say he's probably fair to i mean a decent of a, a return uh so no no i don't think it's it's a whiff uh, let me be clear if if the spectrum is defined as like one end the whiff end is taco charlton and the success end is dak prescott like Layton is not you know right next to taco i think he's closer to that side of the spectrum but you know I, there's an extreme that i don't think he is uh so dan uh let's get back to the question at hand we've had some really good answers shout out to the person who thought of this question uh dan <laughs> what are you surprised that you think this yeah. close to the draft so first off you know speaking of really good answers i have to give mark his credit because i mean that to me i think it, you know is a, that was a great answer and and we are on kind of like a five-year trend. If you look back, it's been five years since Taco, and then five more years was Claiborne. And it would be like, it would be really unsettling, but fitting that this this terrible offseason is is capped off by a by a pick like that. However, my answer is going to be what what I am surprised that I think is that this Cowboys team would consider using another first-round investment on a wide receiver 
after with Amari and with CD and it's like all these other and things. Just, just to add to your point, there are also two extra contracts given to wide receivers in that same stretch of time. Amari got a second deal and Michael Gallup got a second deal. So it's not just first round picks. It's ex- extreme premium resources. Carry on. Yeah, I mean, I just, I feel like I'm surprised that I'm actually buying into not only do I think that they'll do it, I mean, I, I sort of feel like they should, you know, if if the right guy falls, it's, you know, it, uh, I think guard would be a, a bigger need, but I'm not going to pass up, uh, you know, Chris Olave if he's if he's available. Um, so I'm surprised that I'm actually wrapping my mind around just more resources for Dak, just more more wide receivers for Dak. But I do, that's, that's what I believe. So I'm surprised that I think that. Dan, is there any semblance to the Zeke pick? Again, you know, hindsight does not smile upon the utilization of that premium resource from a value perspective. And we can all acknowledge that. We can, nobody's going to sit here and relitigate the Zeke Elliott pick. Um, but I, I still don't feel like the football world, football culture understood the proper valuation of running backs at that time. Like that was that was only six years ago, but we have learned an enormous amount since then. So even if we look at the time since the Cowboys traded their 2019 first round pick for Amari Cooper, which was, you know, three and a half years ago at this point, we have learned an enormous amount about how important it is to have three superstar wide receivers. So to make you feel better, I guess, like, is that maybe part of it that, that the game has changed, that, that the, the need has changed to have that many wide receivers to where you're more comfortable throwing that, you know, quantity of capital at it to where you're surprised that you think this when you wouldn't have thought it in 2018 as an example? No, I, I don't. I mean, I, I mean, maybe, but I also would think there's a couple other elements to this too. First off, the way the Cowboys operate, you know, they're a follow the money kind of team. You know, if they can get rid of Amari's contract and get a rookie contract, that's a big win cap wise. The second thing is every year, this team continues to try to make it as Dak friendly as possible, whether it's franchise tagging a, tied in that we no one expected you know to even be here or you know all the things that they are doing to just put the right environment around prescott and if that means having three guys then that's what it means so i feel the cowboys they they know what they need um and it apparently means more talented wide receivers uh, big thank you to King Shadow 24 for the super chat. Says, I almost want the draft to blow up in their faces so it gives them a wake up call so that it forces them to change their strategy going forward. Uh, negativity has been the theme of this offseason. So, King Shadow kind of rooting for uh, the negativity to just reach a, a, a breaking point, uh, which was kind of what you said, Mark, with the thing that you think. And um, as a result, you get the 100 points, the round table winner today. Mark Lane, congratulations to you, Mark. Um, Hard-earned, hard-fought. Your thoughts. uh, It's your second roundtable win so far in your illustrious career, Mark. We're just focused on the draft and uh, all of those broadcasts. But I will say I I don't want to just, you know, leave the negativity out there. I think the way out because of how this is, this is kind of like where they were with the taco thing. And what happened was you had a roster that – Oh, they, they're so close. It's just Aaron Rodgers. And Jeff Heath was the only one who could pass rush Aaron Rodgers. If they can get a pass rush, then they, so then they reached. I feel like if they had just gone BPA, just go BPA when your roster's almost complete. And then 
you just let the competition take care of itself and the and that's the scheme fit the coaches have to fit the scheme around that kind of talent so i think the way out of this of the negativity and the ambiguity of this draft is they've got to go bpa stick to their board don't do not reach for need otherwise i think the face for the dysfunctional offseason will manifest Mm, that's well said brian do you feel more or less optimistic about the cowboys than you did uh, before we had this conversation um i'm probably probably a little more optimistic all right yeah i think as long as they like uh, mark was saying stick to their board bpa um just put the draft in will mcclay's hands and let him do his thing as long as uh he can keep Jerry Jones or Stephen Jones from um, jumping in and making some boneheaded trade or whatever. I think they'll be okay. Dan, on a one to ten scale, um, how excited are you and how nervous are you for this draft? Number oh for goodness. each. Oh, ten, one being the least, ten being the most. I'm well, sure you're a ten out of ten on the excitement scale, but the nerves, I imagine, are all over yeah. the place. I'm gonna go with nine on both because I don't want to go to the max, but. I want to. I'm pretty excited, and I'm I'm extremely nervous too. So, uh, yeah, I um, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess you know. To me, I feel like I have a good feel for what's going on, but I kind of feel like, um, you know, like Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse. You know, we need to expect the unexpected. So, mm. and and the fact that I expect that, I don't know if that means I'm going to be caught off guard or not. So I'm just I don't know. I don't know Ju- where I'm at. Julie Chen is upset that you did not give her credit for that line. You know, that's the the like tagline of every season of Big Brother. Um, Tom, last question goes to you. Johnny Boy RN says, "What kind of influence will McCarthy have in this draft?" We've heard that McCarthy is heavily involved, uh, the most involved he's ever been, et cetera, et cetera. But we all also kind of, sort of, maybe all the way believe that Sean Payton is the future head coach of this team. It would be kind of dumb to then give Mike McCarthy full autonomy over what they're going to do, given that he might not be the coach next year. Do you agree? Oh, I think he's just maybe got a little voice at the table, but he's not going to have anything. I don't think he's going to have as much influence as Jason Garrett used to have at times. Uh, USFL think, broadcaster, Jason Garrett. please go to Yes. Uh, very good, apparently. Uh, and so I, uh, I don't, I think that's a little bit overblown. Uh, I think that's a little window dressing to kind of, make it look like they haven't thrown McCarthy over the side preemptively. So, yeah, I, I don't think he's going to have a huge impact on anything. Uh, Dan, Johnny Boy RN says, uh, yes, Danny, but don't forget, be nice. Yeah. I have not seen the movie that you referenced. I kind of think – I thought you made it up, to be honest. Uh, but apparently it's a real thing. Is that a line from the movie? Um, it is a line from the movie, yeah. Okay. But, yeah, don't you know anything about being a bouncer? I don't. Ethan uh, says, great show, guys. God bless you next Tuesday, and thanks for the Roadhouse reference. So there you go, Dan. I mean, you're making people happy with um, with your uh, your movie choices. In fact, to send us home, last words of the show, Dan, give us a movie recommendation. Go. Oh, my goodness. A movie recommendation? Um, I'm not I'm not doing a movie, but I'm... Uh, That's I'm, literally the question, but way to go. All right, it's fine. I, I, I recommend everyone seeing Better Call Saul. Just uh, if, all the Breaking Bad fans out there, it's back on. You should be as happy as I am. You know, it's time to lawyer up. Tom, make a noise, a random noise, and then we say goodbye.
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.